0: Okay, so let's talk about Gaza again. We're always talking about Gaza. Here we are. It's late January as I record this. And what to tell you? Well, the thing is, are we going to have an international force in Gaza after the slaughter ends? It's a big question. It's it's a war, really, and it's ongoing, and there has to be an end at some point will we have an international force that's what people are talking about quietly behind the scenes there seems to be a, a mood that this is the way forward but when they talk about an international force what do they mean they mean an international force at the borders of gaza to protect israel they do not mean they do not mean an international force to govern and rule and provide security inside Gaza. So this is a force to protect Israel that will still enable Israel to bomb Gaza. Well, of course, (laughs) they might be pretty grumpy if Israel did, but nonetheless, that's the reality. I mean, everybody would wish an international force to go in and maintain security inside Gaza, but the Israelis can't do that, and i doubt very much whether an international force could if it could then of course it would be more viable in the long term who's going to do it well canada canada has done this kind of thing before in lebanon in sinai it's it's the country that is stepping up to the plate it's a curious one isn't it nobody else seems to have the courage so that's what the word is and any Turkish, Arab, Egyptian, Emirati, whatever, involvement, will be nominal, will be token, will be symbolic. It won't be real if this happens. And then what? And then what? And then what? Who's going to fund this international force? Well, the United Arab Emirates. They're going to step up to the plate. They're going to be the funders. Qatar will, the state of Qatar will continue to fund Gaza. I mean, that the civilian infrastructure, the general, there's everything in Gaza. We hope that Saudi Arabia might step in to build an international port linked to a port in Cyprus, which is the strategy that Lord Stone has advocated. It's possible in order to start the reconstruction of Gaza, and that's it's going to have to be the reconstruction of Gaza, but the international force will come without Egypt. Let me be a bit clear about the Egyptian role. Egypt was offered carte blanche by Israel in Gaza. In other words, Egypt was offered the opportunity to take control of Gaza, to look after Gaza, to care for Gaza to provide security in Gaza, to absorb Gaza, to do whatever it blooming well liked in Gaza by Israel. And Egypt said, no, not going to touch Gaza with a barge pole. Oh, of course, it might send a symbolic contingent to join the international force at the borders or whatever. Another little footnote here, some people on the Israeli side actually suggested that Israeli troops should occupy the strip of land in the Sinai that is called the Philadelphi or Philadelphia Corridor, Egyptian territory, in order to, to stop Gazan's tunneling and so on. Absolute nonsense. I don't know whether you can understand the emotional importance of the Sinai to egypt to sinai egypt doesn't really manage the sinai i mean towns like el Arish are barely under egyptian control it's bedus there run the show and it's been a troubled place for egypt partly egypt's fault because egypt treats the sinai like a colony it treats the sinai well it regards the Bedouins as not egyptian it regards the egyptians as egyptian and the Bedouins as Arab. You you get this thing from Egyptians, right? They regard non-Egyptians as Arab. Egyptians are Egyptians, you know, going back to the pharaohs. They're kind of special. Well, that's fine. But then when it impacts their governance of the Sinai and they regard people in Sinai as second-class citizens, they have a lot of trouble in the Sinai. But it is Egypt's land. And this is a big deal for Egypt it's an important issue for Egypt. So the concept of Israel stepping back onto Egyptian territory is beyond a red line. It is emotionally huge for the ordinary Egyptian. So it's not a question, it's not an option, this, this idea that some Israelis have touted around. It's just ignorance on their part. But there are a lot of ignorant people, I guess. Well, I'd be pretty dumb if I didn't understand. Yeah, what a complicated situation it is, actually. It's hard for anybody to understand. Let's uh, talk for a moment about the Houthis. The Houthis have been targeting shipping in retaliation for what? Well, in support of Gaza, ostensibly, and just flexing their muscle. I think you ought to understand something in that regard, this widening of the Gazan war. That was completely avoidable, oh, I know there have been token tinkering at negotiations, but basically there was the opportunity for full-scale diplomatic negotiations to defuse the whole thing and America and Britain said no, we do not want this negotiated away this this bombing of the ships in the Red Sea in the approaches to the Suez Canal we do not want this we're going to treat the Houthis, the way we like to treat people, we'll teach them a blooming lesson. Even Churchill used to say, jaw, jaw, jaw is better than war, war, war. And the cost to international shipping, just because of some proud pruffles in the United States of America and the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Costing all that for what? I mean, for what? David Cameron has just met the iranian foreign secretary our british foreign secretary has met the iranian foreign secretary to beg him now beg him to intervene with the houthis to stop them bombing the shipping well we can beg as much as we like why the hell didn't we go and negotiate in the first place when we had the opportunity to stop this whole thing from emerging from going oh come on and now we go cap in hand to beg iran to intervene with the houthis I mean there's a lot of Iranian grumpiness going on uh, post Houthi bombing by Britain and America. What's Iran's position with regard to Gaza and the whole mess? Well, Iran's position has been and you are very aware of this has been to tell people no, 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 don't do it. Don't don't broaden this war. So Iran's position has been to diffuse things, to say, "Hey guys, Hey Hezbollah, don't react. Keep it cool. Step down, step back, play it cool. Go easy, 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 easy. Don't get angry. Don't be provoked into widening this war. That was Iran's position until Britain and America started bombing the Houthis. Now Iran's position is they're still not going to promote a widening of this war but they're taking their hands off a little. They're not going to put the mega effort into keeping the lid on Hezbollah and their proxies in the Middle East. So so what does this mean? This means, so you get this, I hope you get this right here. Iran was stopping the widening of the Gazan War. Now Iran is not promoting the widening of the Gaza war, but it is no longer putting its big fat restraining hand on Hezbollah and its other proxies. Okay, it's just turning its back in disgust. All right, so the Opportunity for a mistake by Israel, which and Israel is pushing the boundaries. Well it's Netanyahu's survival, isn't he? He likes this war. He wants the war to continue. It gives him a chance to survive a little longer. So all of this is going on. And meanwhile you have the question of Palestinian governance. So who is going to run Gaza? Well not Abu Mazin. The international community will keep Abu Mazin in place for another twenty-four months. That is a given. They want him. They need him. He's staying. Abu Mazin stays. Why does he stay? Mahmoud Abbas, also known as Abu Mazin. why does he stay as president of Palestine? I mean, he's ancient, he's incompetent, and he is corrupt. Why does he stay? Because he's weak. We need a weak president of Palestine. While all this is going on, we cannot have a strong president of Palestine. It would be unconscionable. America, Britain, Israel backing a strong president of Palestine? No. And so there is no way that they want a weak Palestinian authority to run Gaza. They want to have a weak Palestinian authority, but it is not wanted to run Gaza because it's too incompetent, because it couldn't do it. Because we're deliberately keeping it incompetent, because we want it incompetent. So, who runs Gaza? Well, I mean, there are. I, I, sorry, I, I see only two options, and either of them are acceptable to America and Israel. One is Dahlan, Mohammed Dahlan, the old thug that was the tough man of Gaza under Fatah when Fatah ran Gaza. Of course, he lost it to Hamas, but. He could be brought back. He is a tough guy. But he's uh, a busted flush in the eyes of the Egyptians. The Egyptians don't like him. He threw his weight around too much in those days. So the Egyptians don't like Dahlan. He's an Emirati proxy. He's one possibility. He brought him in and gave him uh, the money to have his own militia. And the other possibility, is of course, is to actually have a proper prisoner exchange and release Marwan Barghouti, Palestinian strongman and Nelson Mandela-type figure, uh, held in jail on eight counts of murder. But the charges were rather trumped up. But that's not to say that he isn't a tough guy. He has huge popular support in Palestine, and he would, <laughs> he would undermine Hamas. But does Israel really want Hamas undermined by a strong Palestinian leader? No, I don't think so cost is too great. So uh, there will be a prisoner exchange, and it will be all the prisoners. It's being negotiated by Qatar. State of Qatar, of course, has huge clout, because remember, it is the only real funder of Gaza. Don't get your head into just pretending that it's Gaza's Iranian-funded. Gaza has an Iranian proxy group in Islamic Jihad, but basically... Gaza is Qatari funded. The infrastructure, the civilian governance of Gaza is all provided. The financing of it is provided by the state of Qatar. I mean, that's, that's just clear. Just so you, in case you're any, any confusion on that. So the, so the situation is that really we have a problem. I mean, do we have a government of technocrats in Gaza? If Qatari money is channeled through them, as it would be, then they do have some authority and power. But who's going to provide the security in Gaza? Difficult if the international force is not going to go in, and you're not going to have a strong arm guy like Dahlan, or you're not going to um, bring in a charismatic Palestinian leader like Marwan Barghouti. It becomes very difficult, and, and the West is not Willing to have Dahlan or Marwan Marghouti. nor is Israel. I think it's short-sighted, but that's the way it is. So the governance of Gaza remains a major problem. Meanwhile, there will be a peace process. It will be, it will kick off now. What shaped this pathway to peace? I mean, the the Saudi uh, dangling recognition of Israel as a carrot in return for a pathway to peace based on the Abdullah plan. But whether Israel can stomach a two-state solution, even with a rump-two state of Palestine, a rump-second state of Palestine, is debatable. I'm not sure. But that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. So will it happen, this this Palestinian state? Of course, the real need is for recognition of a Palestinian state, or be very helpful, be very helpful if another European country like Switzerland, for example, which professes neutrality, were to recognize Palestine. We've only got Sweden thus far as Europe, but maybe that's a side issue. There will be the beginnings of a peace process. Now, whether this results in an imposed peace, because Palestinians can't agree to having their their state hollowed out by so many settlements or whether it re- results in a one-state solution whereby you have a kind of... If you had a one-state solution, it would be a kind of apartheid state, I guess. Well, it is at the moment. If you're a member of the British Parliament, you can't actually say that. You'd be chucked out. Ah, freedom of speech. What's happened to it? Anyway, are you are you going to have a apartheid kind of state, a single state? Difficult, you know? Difficult to sustain. But there has to be a decision on Israel's part. It has to, you know, decide and then go with it. Either has to have a negotiated peace, in which case it can get Saudi recognition of this Israeli state on the basis of a pathway to peace, or it has to basically thumb its nose at the world and say, we are going to be the colonial power occupying Palestine and keep West Bank Arabs as second-class citizens. I mean, it's not tenable, is it? Ah, more misery down the line for the children of Israel. I don't think it's tenable. I mean, you can't, you can't eliminate all the Palestinians in the way the cowboys eliminated the Red Indians. There are just too many of them. So it's a difficult call for Israel, a difficult call. But a peace process is on the cards. And it will start with Abu Mazin in harness, unfortunately then he can be got rid of. So this peace process will start and it'll drag on and hopefully, hopefully, a new Palestinian leadership will be allowed. No elections, you understand. It might allow presidential elections, but we cannot and will not tolerate or allow Palestinian authority elections. I hope you all understand that. We cannot trust the Palestinians to vote the way we want them to vote and therefore there will never, never in my lifetime be elections for the Palestinian authority. When will the bombing of Gaza end? When will Gaza's misery end? Well, not in the next month. So what do I mean by this? Not before the end of February. By the end of February, the um, the shape of an international force should have been finalized, and Israel should be exhausted, and a deal should be in place for the release of all of the hostages that are left alive and whose bodies can be found for the dead, and an international force will come in. Ostensibly, by the way, the hostages will be released in return for the release of the vast majority of Palestinian prisoners. In fact, the vast majority of those 10,000 or so Palestinian prisoners held in Israel are people who've been arrested just in order to be released. You know, kids throwing stones or, or families of um, troublemakers and wives, you know, this kind of thing. So they are all without charge. Uh, rule of law is pretty zero. So all of these arrested people, you could call them hostages, couldn't you? They, they've been arrested in order to release them. People have been arrested, Israeli Arabs have been arrested for Facebook posts one Israeli was arrested for a Facebook post. Good heavens. And imprisoned. Yeah, you can't, Israel, freedom of speech is gone now in Israel. But it will end. There will be a prisoner exchange. The prisoner exchange will not really be a prisoner exchange. You understand this? It will be the release of the hostages in return for the international force, which will come in It won't actually be the release of the hostages in return for release of Palestinian prisoners, but they will be released. And in public, that will be what's said to be happening. Do you get this? Am I confusing you? So the hostages will all be released in return for an international force. And there you go. Still a mess, but there's hope. And let's hold on to hope because that's all we can do. God bless you.